Hey guys, what's up? It's Lisa, and you're listening to What's Next with Lisa, the official podcast. Today is Monday, July 6th, 2020. Welcome to episode 19, which I'm titling, I guess, a question. Do you have a fear of commitment? Um, so welcome to it. Today we're going to get into a, a statement or slash question that I hear a lot, and that is pe- when people say, I have a fear of commitment. And I really boil that down to saying, I don't think you have a fear of commitment. I think you have a fear of yourself. And I really want to get into what you should prepare yourself for if you're going to start dating or even if you're in a relationship. What kind of inventory do you need to take of yourself to see if you are ready? And there's a few things that are just non-negotiables. And we'll get into that to see if you are emotionally ready for a committed and healthy relationship because oftentimes it really doesn't boil down to a fear of commitment or a fear of intimacy. It says a lot more about you and what you're ready for. So we're going to get into that in just a little bit. But if you were listening to last week's episode on Friday, I talked about how to pick a therapist and what is therapy. And I went through a couple of items that I think you should be looking for if you're looking for a therapist different questions you should ask. And I went through the different types of therapy uh, slash therapist as well. And so before we get into today's episode, let's kick it off with the official what's next question and answer. Hey, what's next? Hey, what's next? Okay, empty nexters. This question is straightforward and simple, but I think a really good one. And the question is, hey, Lisa, I listened to your episode today about how to pick a therapist, and I'm currently in therapy. I've done four sessions with my therapist, and I just don't feel like it's working out. How do I break up with my therapist? Awesome question. And it gets awkward, right? Because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. We don't know how to make a gentle exit. And so what I would remind you of is that it is not your job or responsibility to manage somebody else's reaction. And most therapists have been doing this a while and our patients or clients, they they come and go. And I would tell you that you don't owe them an explanation. And so maybe something that I would do is just not schedule another appointment. You're That's more than okay. Um, the other thing that you could do, I mean, if you're feeling like you want to offer an explanation is I was, I would just tell your therapist that I don't think that this is a good fit and I appreciate your time, but I'm going to look elsewhere and that's okay too. We can take it. It's our job. And you know, if you're not getting anything out of those sessions or if you don't feel like you're connecting, I want to tell you that first of all I'm proud of you for recognizing that and not just dragging it out and hoping that it gets better it's like a bad relationship just kind of hoping that it gets better and so you know I think you've got a couple of options one just don't schedule another appointment and look elsewhere or offer them an explanation if you feel like you want to do that and just say I don't really feel like we're connecting and I'd like to look elsewhere for a different kind of connection done and done and it's only as big of a deal as you make it so take care of yourself and choose yourself first but it's a really valid question and I think it's something that a lot of us struggle with because we think oh you know I don't want to hurt their feelings or I don't want them to hear that I'm seeing somebody else it's that's gonna happen and that's okay and so 
your therapist can take it. And if they give you a hard time about it, shame on them. Then it just validates your choice that you shouldn't be there anyway and you should look elsewhere. So I hope that helps. If you guys have questions about anything I talk about on the show or just anything in general or a show topic you'd like to hear, email me at whatsnextwithlisa at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at whatsnextwithlisa. And I list some show topics and some nuggets of information that hopefully inspire you to make some changes in your daily routine. But I want to hear from you. So send me your questions, comments. Um, I'm open to to hearing all of them. I want to read all of them and I want to help as many of you as I can. So let's get into today's episode. Episode 19, um, Are You Afraid of Commitment? And I would tell you that No, you're not actually afraid of commitment. However, it's a really good story to hide behind. And what I mean by that is that if you're actively looking for somebody to spend your life with, then somewhere on some level, you are not afraid of commitment. If you found the right person, you would commit. When I hear people say, I'm afraid of commitment, What I immediately think is, nope, you're afraid of making the wrong decision. You're afraid of yourself and you're not confident going into a new relationship to know either when to get out or when to trust yourself to say something doesn't feel right. Is this a red flag? Should I act on this? And so today I want to go through kind of a checklist to for you to check in with yourself and say, am I ready for a healthy relationship? And am I going into this from a place of empowerment, being the chooser, and not just trying to get chosen? And there's a really big difference there. And I'm going to preface this whole podcast by saying that relationships are tough. And trying to figure out if you want to commit to somebody or even go on a date with somebody isn't as easy as I make it sound. So I don't want you guys to think that I'm just sitting here saying like this is super easy because trust me, I've had my fair share of mess ups and bad relationships and getting super excited about somebody when I wasn't even paying attention to what their behavior was showing me. That's kind of all part of the crappy process for lack of a better term of dating. And I so the first thing I want you to ask yourself is, is your end goal or your overall objective to find somebody to spend your life with. And if it is, you've got to get pretty comfortable pretty quickly with dating the wrong people first. And that's just how you find your person. It's part of the process. And that doesn't mean that it doesn't feel good or it's not frustrating. But there are some things that you can do to at least help yourself get empowered and come out of the bad ones a little bit better. And so the first thing I want you to do is sit down and if you haven't asked yourself this question, I want you to ask yourself what you want a relationship to look like. I want you to list your what I call your non-negotiables or your deal breakers, things that you say, if this person does this or behaves this way, I'm out, no questions asked. And so, you know, for a lot of people that can be substance abuse, cheating, lying, Um, I've had patients say, well, I noticed that he talked to his mother really poorly and that was a deal breaker for me. That's okay. Everybody's non-negotiables and deal breakers are going to be different. I want this list to be something that's important to you. So take a few minutes and actually write them down. Don't just think about them. When you write things down, 
it gives your brain something tangible to see. So you're much more likely to commit to it and also recall it when it's happening, if something bad's happening. And so uh, so do that first. What are your non-negotiables? And then I want you to list what do you look for in a partner? What's important to you? And you want to have a really good idea of what these things are because if you have a good idea of what these things are and you can commit to that, that means you have a really good idea of who you are. And when you know who you are and you're connected to yourself, you know that your wants and needs matter. So when you get into a relationship and we've all done it where your wants and needs and who you are just kind of goes out the window because you get caught up in the moment, you're much less likely to have that happen if you have a really strong sense of self, a really strong sense of self-respect, and you know that you're worth what you need and what you want. And that's a really important criteria to say, are you ready for a healthy relationship? Because if you don't know who you are, if you're not connected to yourself and you can't commit to that, you're never going to commit to saying that behavior is not okay because you tend to morph into what they want in usually in an effort to be chosen. And that's a dangerous place to be. And so let's let's get into that next. You heard me say it in the intro, be the chooser, not the chosen. And what that does is that empowers you to really connect to your confidence and your worth when you start dating somebody new. And it allows you to sit back and say, am I going to choose this person to be a part of my life? Or are you just completely losing yourself in an effort to say, hey, pick me, pick me? Um, because that's where you start to get into some trouble and you get, you know, three, four months into it and you think, God, I'm not happy. I We never do anything I want to do or... I, you know, I didn't see this when I first started dating this person. I didn't see that they had an anger problem. Well, that's because you were probably really fixated on being chosen or being interesting. And so you morph into this almost like competitive person to say, pick me, I'm enough. And a lot of people do that. So if you do that, I don't want you to feel bad, but I want you to acknowledge it and say, I do that. And when you acknowledge it, you can start to get honest about where that comes from. And a lot of times that comes from, and I talked about it in my parenting episodes. If you haven't listened to those, go back and and listen to the podcasts about the parenting styles because a lot of times we develop this people-pleasing or this lack of self-confidence. If you had parents that minimized your needs or weren't there for you emotionally, or things were chaotic and you always had to be the good child or you were always trying to be seen or heard or validated, you learn from a young age that if you did enough and you said all the right things, then they would pick you and they would stick around. And that's that's not a truth. That's your brain trying to protect you. And now that you're an adult and you can manage your own life, you have to really connect to your confidence and your worth and who you are and have confidence in the fact that you're a catch and that you're going to choose if this person's in your life. And until you really connect with your self-worth and your confidence in who you are, you're going to have a really hard time making a genuine connection 
are making a good choice about who you choose to date. And that's one of the hardest lessons in life for a lot of people to learn. And so don't feel bad if you do this. And a lot of times what I call this, um, when you're people pleasing or trying to be chosen or be enough or say all the right things, that's what we call an anxious attachment style. And what that means is that if that person doesn't respond how you think they should, you start to internalize that and say, oh my gosh, did I text too much? Was I too clingy? Was I naggy? Um, Did I not say the right things? Is somebody else prettier? And then you get really anxious and you go into overdrive trying to be noticed or trying to find some kind of validation that they're interested. And that isn't a genuine connection because you're spending all your time just trying to get this person who may or may not be interested to validate you. And that's an that's an important thing to take note of, especially in the beginning of a relationship because, and I talked about this in my relationship series, is that mixed signals are still signals. And so if you're dating somebody and you feel like you're working overtime to get noticed or you know, to get them to like you or call you for a second or third date, you shouldn't have to work that hard. You should just present your best self. And if they're interested, they're going to be interested and come to you. If they're not interested or they take two days to text you back or call you back or whatever it is, you have an opportunity to make a choice and say, you know what? I need somebody that's in better communicator. I need somebody that's more interested in me. And you've got to decide what you need for yourself, which so then I go back to that list I wanted you to make about what's important to you. Do you want somebody who's interested and who calls and shows up when they when they say they're going to show up? That's okay to want. And if you're not getting that from that person, you don't have to wait around and hope that it happens. You need to choose yourself and say, gosh, use I need statements. So be in touch with what you need and say, I need somebody that shows up and calls when they say they're going to show up. I'm going to move on and empower yourself to choose who you invest in. You know, I we have to start thinking about our emotions and our time being just as valuable as money. And when you invest a bunch of time and anxiety and energy wondering if somebody's interested, you are deflecting from the real issue. And the real issue I go back to is your fear of picking wrong. And so when you say you have a fear of commitment, you might really, really like somebody, but it's more about you just being afraid that you're going to choose wrong or that they're going to leave you and that you're not enough, which is why it's so important in those moments where you start to feel insecure, it's really important that you take a breath and you connect to your confidence and say, I'm proud of who I am. I'm presenting my best self. If that's not enough for them or if they want something else, that says a lot more about them than it does me because I'm proud of how I'm behaving and I'm proud of who I am. And I'm going to continue to look or be open to finding somebody that appreciates me as my authentic self. And that's a that's a hard thing to do because when you meet somebody and you hit it off and you're attracted to, to somebody – it's a lot of chemicals. It's a lot of dopamine. It's a lot of happy chemicals. It's 
it's a chemical connection, we say. And you, what you start to notice after a month or two, when those chemicals start to level out, the cracks start to show. And if you're not really in touch with what you want, red flags become something that you try to just sort of live with or you turn a blind eye to and you think, well, that's not so bad. Or you personalize it and say, if I hadn't have done that, maybe they would have shown up on time. Each person in a relationship, guys, needs to be responsible for themselves. That includes you and the person you're dating. And so it's one of those things where you can love and support and work with somebody through a difficult time or talk about a behavior that you're not real thrilled about, but they need to be responsible for themselves and bring the best version of them to the table. And you need to be responsible for you and bring your most confident best self to the table as well. And then monitor that situation. And if they're showing you who they are and they're showing you what they're capable of, you have an opportunity to show up for yourself and either say, I like this and I accept it and it's good, or I need more than this, or I need somebody different than this. You have to show up for you. And you're not going to be able to do that fully until you acknowledge your pattern of behavior and how you enter a relationship. And until you get honest with yourself about your tendency to maybe anxiously attach or feel insecure when you start dating somebody, Um, whatever the reason is, it's important to get to the root of that and then take control and say, how do I show up a more complete, confident version of myself? And that is to figure out who you are and to figure out what you want and empower yourself to say it's okay to want this and to watch the behavior of the person you're dating. You have an opportunity to watch. You have an opportunity to say, I invite this in to invest in or I'm going to move on. And that is how you enter into a healthy, securely attached relationship. If you're constantly seeking validation from that person saying, you know, why don't you text me? Why don't you call me? Are you sure you want to be here? That's either a problem with you and your self-confidence or that's them not showing up for you emotionally how you need them to. And if they're showing you what they're capable of, you have, an, you have a responsibility to yourself to pay attention. You can't just sit and hope that things change. You either need to speak up and say something and say, this is what I need. This is what I need from you or need from a partner. Or you just sit back and hope that it gets better, but it won't on its own. It takes two people willing to work on things. So first and foremost, I want you to sit down and make your lists Make your list of your non-negotiables. What are your deal breakers? What won't you put up with? Then I want you to make a list and commit to who you are, what you love about yourself, your confidence. I want you to connect to your worth. And then I want you to just go out and have fun. Don't overthink this stuff too much. When you're getting to know somebody, see it for what it is. It's a fun, exciting time but you still have a responsibility to monitor that situation and say, is this person emotionally available? Is this what I need? And then you have a responsibility to choose you 
and show up with choosing you and your best interest in mind. And that's how you build a secure attachment. So, you know, in conclusion, are you afraid of commitment? No, I think you're afraid of yourself choosing wrong. You're afraid of that person leaving and you can only trust somebody as much as you trust yourself to be okay if it all goes to hell in a handbasket. And to trust yourself to be okay, you've got to know who you are. You've got to know that you're worthy and you've got to show up for yourself and empower yourself to say, I'm going to be the chooser, not the chosen. I'm going to be the one who's interested and not spend my time trying to be interesting. And that's how you build a genuine, authentic connection. So I hope that helps. Don't be afraid of commitment. Open yourself up to the possibilities. If your goal is to find somebody to to spend your life with, you've got to be open and vulnerable to it. But there's a way to do it that's smart where you don't disconnect from yourself and you continue to show up for yourself throughout that relationship. If you guys have more questions about this, I'm happy to answer them. Email me at whatsnextwithlisa at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram or Twitter at whatsnextwithlisa. And I hope everybody had a fantastic 4th of July weekend. Maybe you're still off today. It is Monday. So I hope that you squeeze one more day of vacation out of this weekend. Take care of yourselves. And remember, today's a perfect day to ask yourselves what's next. See ya.